Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Have you been in a Zeller's store yet? They've been closed for years, but they're back. There are 25 Zeller stores across Canada, either open now or about to open. They're a little different than the Zeller's uh, you might remember growing up. They seem a bit more upscale, uh, but you get that nostalgic feeling when you see that Zeller's sign, don't you? At least I do. And while Zeller's is attempting a comeback, yet another big American retail chain is packing up and leaving Canada. First, it was Target. That was about 2015. And now it's Nordstrom's. They are now in the process of closing all 13 stores across the country by the summer. And it makes you wonder, why do these big retailers fail? here in Canada. David Soberman is a professor of marketing at the University of Toronto, and he's with us now. Hi, David. How are you? Very well. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. So uh, looking at the list of the big stores that are successful in this country, especially the American ones, Home Depot, Walmart, and Costco, and, and comparing that to Nordstrom's, which seems a lot more high-end, it seems like the bargain stores seem to do well, but not the fancy ones. Is that too simplistic an idea? Yes, I mean, I think that a lot of the failures have to do with specific errors that the, um, the firms that have made initiatives have made. And it's hard to sort of um, localize it to a specific level of store or type of store because there's also some high-end U.S. retailers that have done well in Canada as well. Right. And I guess the Hudson's Bay is now an American retailer. Well, I suppose. I think we still see of it as being Canadian-based. I think the ownership is uh, focused in the U.S., but the uh, I would still say the vast majority of that company's activities are in Canada. Mm-hmm. So when talking about why big department stores close, I guess the big elephant in the room uh, when you have a conversation about retail is online shopping. I mean, is is the threat of online shopping overstated or maybe understated? Well, I would say it's, it's perhaps understated, but it's what I would say is it's very serious. It's a big problem. Almost any... A uh, company that's trying to succeed uh, is going to face very um, tough online retail competition, and um, frequently that entails a competitor which has a better selection and lower prices. So unless you're able to offer something in-store, in-person, that customers value – it's an uphill. It's an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Then, do you do you think that it's something that people might return to the way they return to vinyl records and stuff? They realize that online shopping is just not human enough, and that the, there might be a resurgence of people going to the mall. Yes. Well, I think given, especially with the pandemic, hopefully coming to a complete end. People are, in fact, returning to the malls, but it's not like an on and off switch. People are creatures of habit. And after almost three years of not shopping and not going to malls, people are returning, but not as quickly as traditional retailers would like. That being said, there are just certain categories and certain classes of products, which I think are ideally suited to buying online. I mean, one obvious one would be... um, 
you know, records and books, which is what really Amazon made its name with. But there are other things when you know exactly what you're getting and you don't need to inspect it and look at it in person. These are the ideal things that you can order online. But there's also all sorts of things that you can't see that you do want to be able to touch and feel and smell, etc. And those sorts of uh, products are not as well suited to online retailers. Yeah, I see what you mean. And you say records and books. Uh, uh, I think nothing will replace going into a really nice bookstore or, or a record store for that matter. But I know what you mean. And the thing for me, Amazon, things like, uh, you know, filters for your furnace. To me, that's an Amazon thing. Absolutely, because once you can actually specify the product, you know what it is, what you want. All you have to do is plug in the details into the web page, and the thing will be delivered to your house. As I say, there's all sorts of things, from things that we eat to things that we wear to things that we might actually want to decorate our houses that we actually would rather see in person. And, of course, anytime you actually want a salesperson to help you, that's also a situation where an online retailer is, is, is at a disadvantage. So I think when you are sort of embarking on a retail venture, those are the sorts of things you need to think about quite carefully. Yeah, things like running shoes. I've bought running shoes online before, and the color is different. <laughs> it's, it's very weird. Well, exactly. And sometimes, too, even... Even though theoretically, when you get a ten and a half shoe, which is what I the size I wear, they don't all fit the same, and so it does pay to actually be able to try them on. So that's a good point. Yeah, though if you have size fourteen feet, which is what I have, yeah. um, it's really hard. You go in, you go into a retail store, and they look at you like you're an alien, and uh, so you find a, a brand that fits you at 14 and then you order them online. That's my thing. Uh, but we're talking retail. We're not talking about my feet. We're getting lots of texts from people who are uh, who have opinions about online shopping. A lot of people say they like the brick and mortar. They like to support it. They pay local taxes and hire local people, says one person. Um, and this is an interesting one. We've got David Soberman, a professor of marketing at the University of Toronto with us. And this text, David, I think is interesting. Online purchases also have product reviews to help make a quality decisions the stores do not and some in-store people don't know their product in some cases and that's kind of an interesting thought because are you seeing as a uh, somebody who watches marketing trends are you seeing kind of a merging of the online and the brick and mortar store uh, indeed in fact most of the successful major retailers in Canada are also operating online stores at the same time. And in fact, there's synergy going on whereby people may in fact check things out online and then go to the store and buy it. Alternatively, people might actually go to the store and look at things and then order it online. So both types of things are taking place. But what it actually means is that if you want to be a successful a retail initiative in Canada, you really need to have both of these things working in sync. Right. And in terms of uh, people going into the stores, into the malls versus shopping online, how do we compare to other countries? How's Canada doing in that department? We're probably very, very similar 
to the United States. I think that um, on average, uh, something like, I believe, 15% of our retail spending is online. Now, there are some countries in Asia that are lower, and there's a couple of countries in Europe that are close to that, but we have um, one of the most um, developed online sectors in the world, and largely that is because of Amazon, which, while it was founded in the United States, also immediately affected the way we did things in Canada. And speaking of Nordstrom's leaving, uh, a lot of the Nordstrom's in the big cities were right downtown, big spaces, the Toronto, the Eden Center in Toronto, uh, Pacific Center in Vancouver. They took up a huge footprint. And for them to close, uh, it may take a while for a new store to come in. It may not even be a store. Um, what does that do for the local businesses around it? I think it actually makes life quite difficult because one of the things that a lot of malls have been feeling is they've been feeling a lot of pressure due to the fact that some of the major flagship stores that in some sense underpin the malls are no longer there. And what we're talking about is you know Nordstrom's, but if you go back um, even into a recent past, you have companies like Sears and even Eaton's that were flagship stores and malls, and they're no longer there. So that indeed uh, makes life difficult for the smaller stores, because one of the things that draws people to the mall is the flagship store. Right. And and did you notice, because I, I read that the Vancouver store was actually quite successful, the Nordstrom store, but some of the other ones weren't, and it caused them to just pull up stakes for the whole thing. Do you know which, was it the downtown stores doing well and the, and the suburban stores not doing as well? I It's hard to say. I think overall, I mean, and I think when you make a decision like that, you're making a decision about overall how you're performing. And one of the things about Nordstrom is they had a really very, very limited footprint in Canada. And when you have a very limited footprint, it really impairs your ability to market effectively, and it also impairs your ability to get people coming into the store and also ordering online. All of those things don't work as well when you have a very limited footprint. So even though certain stores might have done well, I think it's really hard to sort of be in Canada given the fact that we have a very small population compared to the U.S., and it's spread out over an incredibly large geographic area. You really need to have that intensity in order to be successful. Right. And in Vancouver, there's still a lot of questions about who's going to replace it. It's probably like that right across the country. Um, but one of the names that's being thrown around is uh, IKEA which surprised me, but in Toronto, they have a downtown Ikea store, and it's obviously a little different than the suburban Ikeas, but is that a trend where you see those big box stores having these kind of urban-style uh, versions of themselves? Well, it's an, an interesting idea, and certainly when you think of Ikea, it's definitely a draw. It draws a lot of people in, and so in that regard, as being part of a mall, I think that's quite an interesting idea. But the thing is, most of the IKEA stores are so large, they even make many of the department stores that we think of seem small. So it'll be interesting to see how they manage that. It may be more of a limited IKEA store as opposed to the sort of full full service store IKEAs that we see sort of in the suburbs of Toronto. 
Yeah. And I guess the big thing is you're shopping and you don't have a car because you're downtown. So a lot of the shoppers, they don't have a car. So they're just shopping for little things. But if you're shopping at Ikea uh, in a in a suburban center, you most definitely have a car. That's a great point. I mean, I think one of the things that Ikea does, of course, is they do offer delivery. But indeed, you're right. A lot of people don't want to use a delivery, and so they have their cars there. So typically, the IKEA stores are coupled with extensive parking lots and pickup pickup zones where you can pick up all of the things that you've bought. So it's hard to know how they would do that. But as I said before, even for a company like IKEA, they're in a competitive marketplace as well, and they're dealing with competitors like Yisk, which has smaller stores that offer a lot of things probably a lot of things that people can carry out. So the last thing you want to do is sort of lose business because people that only want to buy things that you can carry decide not to come to your store. So, I mean, I guess in all of these different um, sectors, you have a different nature of competition, and each, each, each competitor's perspective is different based on who they're facing. Yeah, and from a retail standpoint, IKEA has that bold strategy where they make you do the entire store. <laughs> where you do, you can't go in, grab something, and get out. You have to walk the entire store. So I assume they won't do that in a downtown setting. Exactly. I mean, I think that's an you know a great great point. I mean, I I like IKEA, but I find it very frustrating when you want to go in and just get one thing, and you have to walk for about twenty five minutes before you find it. So one of the things is they may have a different format for the sort of downtown store, which allows you to buy sort of kitchenware and household goods, and they have a limited amount of furniture that you might be able to order for delivery. Right. And I mentioned Zellers. Uh, they have 25 new stores across Canada. Um, uh, Nordstrom's has 13. Uh, but Zellers, you know, they, they're very hopeful. It's a brand new thing. What's your prediction for Zellers in Canada? Well, it's hard to tell. I mean, you, we have to think back that the reason that Zellers closed and basically most of the locations were replaced by Target was because it wasn't doing well. It was not really meeting the competitive threat at the time, which was primarily Walmart and also to a degree Canadian Tire and Amazon, I suppose. But I think the interesting thing is the Bay is trying to um, ratchet up the amount of store traffic that it has. And because the new concept for Zellers is sort of an in-store location within the Bay store. And because people right now, given inflation and given the pressure of trying to sort of pay the bills at the end of the month that people are feeling right now, I think it's an interesting idea, an interesting experiment to try to get people going through the Bay store. And with retail, that's still the number one thing. If you get somebody into your store that's probably 75% of the battle because if they're in your store, they may not buy everything, but if they buy a few things, those are a few things they're not buying at the competitors. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 